1: Thanks for listening to the For the Campus podcast, where each week we sit down and have discussions about Christian faithfulness in the college campus. To learn more about City Church Tallahassee and our ministries, head to citychurchtallahassee.com.
0: All right. Hey, Tim, thanks for hanging out with us and joining us on the For the Campus podcast. Excited to sit down with another student leader and have a perspective from somebody who is on the college campus on a regular basis. And today we're going to be talking about evangelism. Could you just tell everybody about how you got connected at City Church and then also what your role is as a student leader and how it relates to evangelism?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, I got connected to City Church because a guy named Hunter Stuber actually was at my church in Tampa in the summer right before I came up to Tallahassee. And so then when I got here, he... Uh, drove me to City Church and then the next weekend uh, he could not take me because he was out of town and he gave me um, another guy's number named Hank and many of you guys probably know him and then he drove me that week and I got involved with a bunch of other guys and and girls here at City Church and got really plugged in and everything and then uh, got on board with a student leadership program Mm -hmm. and that's been really awesome to uh, get to be a part of and uh, you know help the ministry kind of carry on and uh, you know become what it what the Lord wants it to be and then I got asked by you, Hunter, to be the uh, to be the evangelism director of the team um, for the student leaders, and so that's been uh, an honor to be a part of, and I'm looking forward to what we're going to get to do this semester.
0: Yeah, so I issued last week an evangelism challenge for the rest of July, just saying go ahead and share the gospel at least once a day with somebody, like in an intentional way where they know that you're sharing the gospel. You know, it's a very helpful piece mm-hmm. of evangelism, you know, <laughs> not just like go out and like smile and you know, yeah. move your, your neighbor's trash can in. Uh, you know, I share <laughs> the gospel through that service, you know, but mm-hmm. like actually, you know, share the gospel with somebody. Uh, and so I wanted to go through just a couple questions. We're going to spend the next couple weeks talking about different things pertaining to evangelism. But the first question for today is, why does evangelism matter?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons that evangelism matters. And so I picked out a few. And the first one I would say is, is because Jesus calls his followers to tell others about him. And so at the most basic level, it's about obedience to the Lord, right? Evangelism isn't optional for the believer. It's, it's a command to carry out, but with joy, right? Not just begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, if we love Jesus, right, then we're going to obey him. And so he's told us that he, uh, you know, has given us the power to carry that out and he'll be with us in the midst of it all. And then another reason is that God is clear in Romans 10, um, 14 through 15, that evangelism is the means he uses to save people. And so if you, if you want people to be saved, then tell them how to be saved, right? Go do what God um, has called you to do. And sometimes people, they get caught up in the, you know, the sovereignty of God and salvation and thinking that they don't need to bother with with evangelism because God will save the people that he wants to anyways. Um, but we have to understand that God, he doesn't just ordain the ends, right, people being saved, but he also ordains the means, the way by which they will be saved, which is evangelism. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then the last reason I would say is that evangelism, it's a matter of life and death, mm-hmm. right? It's too often that Christians kind of think of evangelism flippantly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, you know, that important, I don't have to do it, uh, somebody else will do it. But if somebody doesn't hear about Jesus, and if they don't put their trust in him, then that person's going to die in their sin, and they will go to hell. And so do we really believe this? Uh, there aren't second chances after we die um, or Jesus returns. And so if I don't tell people about him now, then uh, it may be too late, and it may be too late tomorrow even. Mm-hmm. So that's there's an urgency there. So those are some of the reasons why I'd say evangelism matters a lot.
0: Yeah, and you said something I thought was important, which is that we're called to share the gospel but to do it with joy. Mm-hmm. That like It's a joy that that we get to participate in what the Lord is doing yeah. and that he has chosen to involve us in the means that he uses to, to call his people to himself. Um, a question I have on that is, how do we share the gospel, or what does it look like to share the gospel with joy being the predominant, I, I guess, feeling rather than fear?
1: Yeah, so in order to deal with, with sharing the gospel um, with joy instead of fear, I think, it, I think it really comes down to your personal walk with the Lord, right? Um, mm-hmm. How much are you glorifying in, in God? How much are you, uh, you know, finding the excellencies of Christ, um, something that brings you personally joy? And um, if that's not the case for you, then it's going to be really hard to share the gospel with joy to other people, right? If you Mm -hmm. you don't really care about it that much, um, if it's not really affecting your life, then uh, I think it's going to be really hard for you to tell somebody else the gospel and be excited about it. Um, And so, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that type of thing later on. But, um, you know, being in Scripture man, understanding the gospel...
0: One of the things I want to talk about too today is some different approaches to sharing the gospel. I think a lot of people grew up with kind of a mentality that the way that you share the gospel is you go out and you pass out tracts, Mm -hmm. and there's not necessarily anything wrong with passing out tracts, but there's a lot of different ways that we can share the gospel. Could you share just some different approaches that maybe students who are are wanting to grow in this area and wanting to Mm -hmm. share the gospel more could think through?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, I'd say there's kind of two main overarching approaches. And the first one is is planned evangelism, right? An event with some friends, maybe a church group or, or even by yourself where you go to a particular place with the purpose of evangelizing. Um, when you get out there, you can do things like put a, war- a whiteboard out with a question. You know, what does God mean to you? Um, who was Jesus? Some various things like that. And that, that's a good conversation starter. And then um, it was funny you mentioned tracks. That is something that people do in groups, right? You can use the Three Circles tracks, Romans Road, things like that. And then uh, you, you could carry, you know, maybe a pocket Bible with you while you're out there with them and that type of thing and, and bring those up. But the one that, um, the second really approach that I am passionate about is, is more of like spontaneous. Mm -hmm. gospel sharing, spontaneous evangelism, and so this is where I think that the Lord would do so much work, so much like saving of of people, right, lost sinners, if we would get on board with it, and there's so much untapped potential here, and so just a quick note before I go on about that, when I say spontaneous, I want to add something that I think is really, really important. This doesn't mean entirely spontaneous, because every day we should plan to do it, right, before the Christian leaves the house in the morning, They should think about evangelizing that day. And so really this should be called like planned spontaneous evangelism. It should be a part of somebody's every single day life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this also doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a game plan, right? Some ways to begin conversations and draw people in. And here are just a couple of those. Um, Read your Bible or Christian book in public, right? I've done Mm -hmm. this in classes before. I know friends who have done this. And people... You know, every once in a while they'll look at it, they'll see what you're reading, and it's not something common, maybe it has an interesting title, and they start talking to you about, it. hey, what are you reading? And then you can easily, you know, springboard off of that into a gospel conversation. Another way is to invite people to church and, and you, to use that to lead into the gospel. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think it's easier for people to invite others to church than it is to actually tell them about Jesus. Yep. And so if you start there, then you you may, you know, get that opportunity to continue on in that conversation. Um, Another one is to have conversations about the Bible and Jesus with your Christian friends in the presence of unbelievers. Um, Me and some friends, Connor Jones and Chase Rogers, we we had a class together last, or it was actually a few semesters ago. And we would just talk about these type of things before class started, and we were right next to each other. And this one girl, one time she started listening in really intently, and it was pretty cool. And, you know, we didn't ultimately, like, get to leader to the Lord or anything like that. But for all we know, we planted a seed, she was interested, and maybe Mm -hmm. she talked to somebody else about it. So I think that's another way. And then lastly is just talk to people in general. Um, I was actually talking to my roommate, Will Lowry, about this, right? Oftentimes you can you can turn the conversation towards Scripture and towards the gospel in the midst of a normal conversation that you would have every day by by being intentional about that and being aware, hey, how can I turn this conversation if I get that opportunity into um, a conversation about Jesus and what he's done for me and what he needs to do for, for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are some of the ways I give.
0: Yeah, I like what you said, too, that every Christian should wake up with, the plan to, to do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be a plan of like, here's where we're going to meet. Here's yeah. where we're going to start. Here's where we're going to end. But I think that the biggest temptation for me and I know a lot of other people is you just kind of get so caught up in the things that you quote unquote need to do, like yeah. your to-do list for the day. You know, I got to, mm-hmm. I got to go to the store and get these things. I got to go to class. I got to write this paper that you just very quickly, you lose that eternal mindset of what Definitely. are these big picture, eternal things I need to do. And um, I'd love to hear like, what are some ways that students who who want to to be more intentional like that could maybe practice some sort of accountability or what are some maybe rhythms they could put in their life to help them just keep that perspective?
1: Yeah, I think that prayer is a huge one. And I'm glad that you brought this up because in the same vein of forgetting to evangelize, we forget to pray. Um, We forget to be in scripture. We really forget to do all of these types of things. And so if you begin the day in prayer, um, then I think that that's going to put you on the you know, in the right direction, the right path for the rest of the day to, like you said, to keep an eternal mindset. Um, so that would be really good. Another one, if you do have Christian roommates, then talk to them about it, right? You know, Ask them, keep them accountable, have them keep you accountable. Hey, are you uh, thinking daily about sharing the gospel? Are you thinking daily about drawing others to the Lord? And that type of thing instead of just being so caught up in those day-to-day events.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like what you said, because I think if you learn how to do a lot of different types of evangelism, it's just going to allow you to share the gospel more in more settings. Mm -hmm. And I think about that with like public speaking, you know, you want to be able to like speak publicly in a lot of different types of settings, whether it's a meeting in front of 10 people, or maybe Mm -hmm. it's a larger meeting in front of 50, or maybe it's just... really important presentation to three people, you know, it's the same with the event, like evangelism, you want to be able to share the gospel in a conversation at the workspace, but you also want to be able to share the gospel like if there is a a big effort where your local church says, hey, we want to go out, we want to tell people about Jesus today in an intentional way, you want to be equipped to be able to do those things, and the only way that you can really start to get equipped is by going out and practicing and doing it Mm -hmm. and becoming more comfortable, and some people are more comfortable I've always found it interesting, but like some people are more comfortable with going out and using a track and it being a really structured thing. And then Mm -hmm. some people are more comfortable with their family and other people might not feel as comfortable talking to their family. Everybody's a little different. We have weaknesses that we need to work on. But the overall thing is we want to learn how to be able to do it all throughout our day and all Mm -hmm. these different environments. And as a college student too, I think there's a lot of great opportunities for you to maybe just be intentional with that time before class when most people are jumping on Instagram Mm -hmm. just strike up a conversation and you don't have to like ignore asking questions about what they think about things (laughs) or what's going on in their life but you know use that time instead of checking Instagram for the hundredth time to see if there's you know how your ratio is doing on how many people (laughs) like it maybe you could just look at the person next to you and say oh hey like I see your the shirt that you're wearing is from this high school. Like I went to t- uh, high school in yeah. Tampa. Like and yeah. just start a conversation and get good at turning the, the mm-hmm. phrase, turning the conversation to deeper things, um, which I experienced in college. I thought people were actually pretty drawn to because so many people yeah. talk so shallowly in college and don't actually ask deeper things. Mm-hmm. I found that people actually enjoyed having deeper conversations than last weekend's football game.
1: Yeah, it's more meaningful. Yeah, yeah
0: definitely. I'd love for you to talk about we touched on it a minute ago, but just dealing with fear because we remember we earlier this year we we sent out a survey to mm-hmm. our student leaders and a lot, even a lot of our student leaders said probably the hardest barrier for them is just the fear, yeah, and it's not always like the fear of like being physically assaulted or something, <laughs> but just also the fear of just not doing a good job mm-hmm. or or quote unquote messing it up. Could you yeah. speak to just handling fear and evangelism?
1: yeah, this is definitely huge, and it's a tough one. I've experienced it a lot before and so I just have a couple points here the first one is um, I would say to direct direct your heart with the Word of God in prayer every day and I know I touched on that before but the closer with the, the closer that you are with the Lord the easier it will be to do what he calls you to do all right intimacy with God leads to trust in God for him to to walk with you through it and to be with you in the midst of it so um, do not neglect that if, if you're not in prayer if you're not in, in the Word of God right then, Uh, First of all, you're probably not even going to have an urgency to share the gospel. And then, second of all, when you're doing it, um, I don't think that you're going to feel like he's right there with you in the midst of it all. Mm -hmm. The second thing is to meditate on the gospel itself and your personal need for it. When you deeply understand um, the sin that Jesus saved you from and his wrath against it, then your fear will begin to diminish in light of people's desperate need to experience the same salvation that you have. I think this is huge. Um, sometimes we, we make it seem as though our fear is more important than, you know, their salvation. Um, and so the third, and then the third one is that at the end of the day, step out boldly in faith, right? Trusting that the Lord who, who is faithful to carry you through will actually do so, Mm -hmm. um, Right, God has and he will equip his saints to carry out his work. So trust him in that. Um, and then this is a huge one. I don't want mis- to skip over this, that the spirit of God himself dwells within you. And so he'll give you the words to say. You know, he'll give you the thoughts mm-hmm. to have. Um, he'll bring scripture to mind. He'll bring different illustrations and things to help you use. Um, and then finally, like the Lord is sovereign over it all, right? It's not like God is going to be caught off guard if you say something a little <laughs> weird or, mm-hmm. um, you know, you stumble in your words or something like that. Or even if you can't answer a question that somebody has, he's sovereign over it. Um, and, and you can just tell the person, hey, you know, let me write that question down. I don't know it. Uh, I'll tell my head the answer to it, but I can find out and, and let you know later on and things mm-hmm. like that. So um, in, in some ways. You should put more pressure on yourself, right, to know the gospel, to know the truth. But in, in other ways, you should take some pressure off of yourself and say, like, I don't have to get every single little detail correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know have to, you know how ha- I don't have to know how to answer these obscure questions that people come up with, because you you just can't prepare for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the Lord's sovereign over it, and He'll He'll lead you through it. Yeah,
0: and that's a big thing I try to remind our student leaders here at City Church is we want to focus on our faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Like we want that to be the primary thing that we're focused on. Not necessarily just pragmatic effectiveness or honing in a, a craft. Mm-hmm. Not that those things are bad, but like even in the beginning of Acts when Peter gives uh, the sermon right before Pentecost, it's like it's there's nothing that's necessarily remarkable about the sermon. Like yeah. you don't see Luke saying, and Peter gave the most powerful <laughs> message. It was so dynamic with so many great illustrations, <laughs> but he just stood up there and preached the gospel mm-hmm. in a very clear way. He did reference scripture yeah. and he quoted the Old Testament and the Lord did the work of saving, and Mm -hmm. I think that our part of the equation is our faithfulness, and the Lord does the saving. So we have to be careful, too, to think I'm not good enough to share the gospel. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I even think about Mark 5 with with the demon-possessed man where you know, Jesus cast the demons out of Mm -hmm. him. And then the demon possessed man in Mark five wants to get on the boat with Jesus. And Jesus says, no, which is, we don't (laughs) think of Jesus doing that. He's like, no, he's like, I want to come with you. I want to share the gospel with you. I want to be a part of this. And he's like, no, you don't get to come with me, but I want you to go where where you're from and Mm -hmm. tell the people what the Lord did for you. That guy had terrible, you probably, if you're listening to this, you probably had more training than that guy. You know, (laughs) Um, you're probably not coming off of a season of life where you were naked in a cave, cutting yourself, demon possessed with no Mm -hmm. theological training. And I think we just got to be careful not to make excuses and to to strive to learn and to be able to give a a reason for what we believe, but at the same time, too, to pursue faithfulness. And I think that that's important for students to start doing now because Mm -hmm. with that said, at the college campus, like the expectation is like people are going there to learn, people are going there to talk and make friends. And if you, what better environment to share the gospel than a place like that where everybody's (laughs) coming to try to exchange thoughts and and build relationships. Uh, Um, and then my last question for you, um, would, would just be, what are some general tips that you would give people for sharing the gospel? I know that I was at a student leader meeting last night with a group and a couple people, we were talking about what are some goals they have for Mm -hmm. the upcoming year. And they mentioned that they wanted to share the gospel more. And I think there's a lot of just practical tips maybe that you could share with us on how to do that.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's an unending amount of tips that could be given. Um, and honestly, you know, more will be coming and we, you know, we hope to do, a website and provide you guys with some more resources and things like that. But just a few, and these aren't in any particular order, but the first one I would say is is prepare, right? Um, there's a lot of resources. I mean, maybe more now than ever resources out there for you to get prepared and to know the gospel like the back of your hand and to know how to answer questions about the gospel itself, specific questions that people ask about Jesus and why he had to die and, um, you know, why God has wrath against sin and those types of things. And so just some of those I would recommend um, is, is my own um, – mentor. His name is Brian Segraves. He, he has a book called Unapologetic and a podcast. Um, I was actually listening to one of those episodes on the way here, and it was really informative. Another one is a website called gotquestions.org. They um, are generally pretty trustworthy, um, and you they have just about every question on there that mm-hmm. you could think of. And, you know, if you see something on there that you're curious about or whatever that you don't quite know if it's right, then the third resource I would give you is your local church, right? Pastors, the staff, um, yeah. other members there that you trust. Bounce things off them. Ask them questions. Ask them how they, how they do um, evangelism. Ask them how they share the gospel, and, and on and on it goes. I mean, there are just so many resources, so don't, um, you know, stand before Jesus at the end and say, well, I just wasn't prepared, mm-hmm. you know, when you lived in the time where you had the most resources available. Um, so another one is to to shadow somebody more experienced than you, right? Go out with somebody on your college campus or wherever you are in your context and uh, watch somebody do it, listen to somebody, you know, answer questions and how they deal with things that they don't know how to answer and how they handle hard, you know, really hard questions that our, our culture is dealing with right now. And that will make you way more um, confident to do it yourself at some point. Another one is to ask the Lord to give you a heart for the lost greater than your fear for the lost, right? Mm-hmm. Pray, Um, don't neglect prayer. The Lord's the one who transforms our hearts, not ourselves. Um, And so you need to ask him to to transform your heart and help him to make you desire to share the gospel um, more than your fear would stop you from doing so. Another one is um, people's potential condemnation and eternity in hell, it's, it's a greater catastrophe than anything that you may face from evangelizing. And so I know we already talked about fear. Um, whatever it is that's stopping you from evangelizing isn't as big of a deal as, as that person that you may have evangelized with, going to hell, spending eternity mm-hmm. f- separated from the Lord. Um, and so in some ways, you know, it, it can come down to a simple like balancing act here, which, which one is more important, uh, which one has more weight on it. Um, and that's, that's a, a tip for sort of your mindset about the whole thing. Another one is to role play with friends. Uh, you know, A lot of you, I know, have Christian roommates and people at your church that you could do this with. I've done this with, with Brian Seagraves before about different topics. <laughs> you think you know a topic really well until you start talking to somebody who knows it way better than you, mm-hmm. and they play the devil's advocate you know, and, and start challenging you on your assumptions and things like that. So mm-hmm. do that, and then it'll make you a lot more confident as well. And then finally, um, a great book that City Church and and a lot of us have recommended and read ourselves is the book Tactics by Greg Kokel mm-hmm. that will help you not necessarily with like the content of what to say, but how to say it and how to Mm. navigate through the conversation itself. Um, There's a lot of, of great advice in there that I've used myself. And so I really uh, lift that up to you as as something you should take uh, a part of.
0: Yeah. And my last encouragement would just be, I feel like a lot of people, they say that they don't, they're not smart enough or they don't have the right personality and they just kind of create that excuse and then Mm -hmm. spend the rest of their Christian life hiding behind that. (laughs) And we don't do that in other areas of life. Like you don't go to college, you go to college because you know that you need to learn, Mm -hmm. and you go to classes and you learn information and you learn tactics, and then you you go and you start your career. Yeah. And if you want to learn how to make a recipe, you Google it online and you (laughs) learn how to make a recipe. If you want to, you know, we learn things all the time. And for some reason, it seems like a lot of Christians act like they can't learn or change or grow. And I want to encourage you that, you know, maybe it is more challenging for you socially to go and to talk to people or to meet new people. Mm And I understand that, but at the same time, this is what we're called to, and it's something that you can learn. Yeah, and it's it's something yeah. that it's a craft that you can hone, and start today with worrying about your your faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen to podcasts watch videos, yeah. have conversations. And that's why we're wanting to do this, because we want to help you. It is it is something learned. It's not just something that, you know, you see somebody who's a Christian who's older in life and is, you know, has been doing, <laughs> sharing the gospel for a long time, and they're re- really good at it. And you think, well, I'll, I'll never be that good, so I won't do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you need to be faithful. You right. Know, that's what God's right. calling you to do.
1: Yeah. And, you, you know, in the same way, like, there are a lot of other things that we're afraid to do, um, whether that's competing in sports or something like that, and, and we overcome those things to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why would we put more weight on that than sharing the gospel with somebody, you know, bringing somebody to Jesus? Yeah. So, I, you know, in the same way that you're talking about how Christians can learn, um, in this area of their lives and not just academically, we can also overcome this fear in the same way that we can about any other fear that we have to maybe some of you perform, um, you know, musically or, or in theater or something like that. I know that that can be terrifying. Um, you know, I've done that in high school and things like that and, and you overcome it and and you go on from it. And yet there's such a greater prize at the end of evangelizing Mm -hmm. than there is at the, at the end of any of these other things that we talk about.
0: Yeah. And, and, and my last encouragement, too, is one of the great things about being a part of the church is that you get to see certain people get baptized or get saved mm. um, who, for years and years and years and years and years, people were trying and sharing the gospel and mm-hmm. praying for them, and it all came together in <laughs> God's time. And if you talk to older people, you'll hear those stories. Yeah. But sometimes when you're young, you're discouraged because, well, I went out for two hours, and Nobody got saved, and mm-hmm. there wasn't this massive life change. But if you talk to older people in the church, they'll tell you, just keep going, keep going. It's worth it. In yeah. every single conversation, every hour, when when you have a close friend or a family relative or somebody saved, you, you say, man, it's worth it. Yeah. It was worth every every ounce of effort. I wish I would have given more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my encouragement. If, if you're listening to this and you want to reach out, you can send me an email at hunter at citychurchtallahassee.com. And, Tim, thanks for hanging out with us today.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to the For the Campus podcast. If this podcast was helpful for you, please take time to share it with others. Also, feel free to reach out to us online. Have a great day.